talkzone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Brand new week is upon us. Beautiful Monday here in the fine city of Chicago. Getting ready for St. Patrick's Day and we're getting ready for March Madness as well. Tons of basketball games over the weekend. Conference champions were crowned. And of course, uh, all the bracketologists and bubbleologists and all the bracketology has come to a conclusion now. We now know. Who is playing who in the NCAA tournament as well as the NIT tournament? Coach of the Big Dog with you here on thetalkzone.com. Without further Joseph ado, let's welcome in my good partner via the telecommunicative phone lines out in Aurora, Illinois. Other shows had bracketologists. We had the bubbleologists. And he did a hell of a job. Joel Radwanski checking in. Big Dog, how are you? Uh, Coach, I'm doing all right, but I'm a little bit worried because actually I did a lot better than a lot of people might have thought on who was on the bubble and who wasn't. And the teams that I said were on and out that didn't make it, like Colorado, Mm -hmm. even though they had 21 wins, uh, Jay Billis is about to kill somebody over this. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how upset he is that Colorado didn't make it. And the fact that VCU is in, remember I said, Coach, they'll be in. Oh, Dick Vitale, Jay Billis, Hubert Davis, all of them. I mean, there's there's some angry people out there for about an hour last night. I've never seen anger over uh, people that were out and people that were in ever. Most of the time it's like confusion, like, oh, I don't understand this. But they were mad last night, Coach. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on both accounts. And first, I do have to compliment you and credit you as the uh, – Self-acclaimed, or actually, you didn't self-acclaim it. I acclaimed no, but I you. I like it though. I, 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 coach, I'm going to adopt that yes. every March now. Yeah, if you well, don't mind. you know, That's everybody's got a bracketologist. We would thought we'd go unique. You were a bubbleologist, and if you didn't ace the test, it's it's hard to ace it, but you came damn near close to doing. You did an excellent job, and we expect uh, more of the same as we head into this week's predictions. And you're exactly <laughs> yeah, right. right about no, Colorado. <laughs> we didn't even have to wait till the ESPN show was uh, who was it? Seth Greenberg on the CBS show. Oh, how did you take it and get in too? Wow. Well, but wow. but Seth Greenberg's comment on your Colorado Buffalo team, big dog, was he 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 didn't even realize until after the brackets were done that Colorado didn't get in because in his mind they weren't even a bubble team, they were an automatic. So he was shocked at that one particular outcome. Well, I, so you know, Seth Greenberg always says the right things. Yes. To get you on his side. You know what I mean? Instead of complaining, complaining, complaining about Virginia Tech, which he could have. Instead, he puts another school, shows the reasons why they should be in, yes. and, and shrugs his shoulders. And Seth Greenberg's easily likable, Coach. I would agree with you. Very, very likable. He's been probably about a five, six-year run when they yanked him from, well, they didn't yank him, but they added him from his Sports Illustrated gig to the NCAA term, maybe even more than five or six years, but he's very, very good. Now, speaking of the CBS production, while Seth Greenberg was very, very good, Big Dog, help me out here. What the heck? was Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith doing on the CBS brackets. These guys are NBA guys all season long, and they're in the studio giving me the breakdown of the college brackets for bracketology? 
I, I, luckily, I was at work, and I did not know. Like, they're entertaining. You're exactly oh, no. right, Coach, about why are they've done pro basketball all year. What the heck do they know about college basketball? In order to be an expert on 30 teams in a league, you have to watch all those games. You can't. You don't have time to figure out what's going on between, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Wolford and East Tennessee State. Oh, I'm sorry, I pronounced it wrong. See, yeah. exactly. I don't have enough time. I, I would have known that if I could dedicate my life to college basketball. Yeah, I, I, and again, don't get me wrong. I like Kenny Smith and I like Charles Barkley, and you are right. They're both very entertaining. No problem there at all. But when we come down college to brass basketball. tacks, meat and potatoes, the highlight of the college basketball season, one hour of, of the brackets and a quick breakdown, I don't want to hear a couple of entertaining guys. I want, I want meat and potatoes. I want, I want to dig to the center of that steak and eat some red meat. I don't want the outside part, if you know what I mean. Oh, by the way, I just want to let you know, and you're right, I agree with you, because get, get me, I don't need entertainment, but when you said Seth Greenberg, I thought you meant the coach of Virginia Tech. Isn't his name oh, Seth Greenberg? Oh, maybe I got the wrong name. I'm sorry. Who, uh, Seth Davis. Seth Davis, I'm about. sorry. I'm talking about the coach oh, of Virginia Tech, and you're okay. talking, so we were confused. That's well, I love the Sports Illustrated. I've been sitting here thinking, what the heck is he talking I'm about? Sorry, my... And then you brought up CBS. And I finally connected yes, that email. I'm Davis. sorry, but but everything you described about Seth Greenberg, uh huh, is pretty true about Seth Davis. Very likable guy, and, and and Seth Greenberg, you're exactly right. A likable coach, although he's not a very happy coach today. Well, but then again, I, I have to take back. I said because obviously Seth Greenberg didn't say anything about Colorado. Then it was Seth Davis that said it. <laughs> Anybody so, that would like transcripts of today's show, by the way, what better? Time to remind people, if you'd like transcripts of today's show, A, uh, you have to start questioning yourself and what you're doing on your spare time, and B, you can write us here at the uh, TalkZone.com. Just check out our website, www.TalkZone.com. The address is on there. I don't know why people want transcripts big dog, but occasionally. Occasionally, people like uh, you and the written word. Well, uh, according to that one guy who read, wrote uh, Triple Cross, yes. who, who, the, who was the guy that you had on? He was a really. I mean, you you've had some whacked out guests over the years, coach. Normally, they're they're doctors <laughs> or just trying to sell something. Yes, but uh, I forget the name of this guy. I got to remember, but he was the one who basically said Pat Fitzgerald knew about nine eleven and all that other stuff. You okay. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, he said our show was was watched by the FBI, so they have actually mm-hmm. asked for transcripts. It's interesting. And you know what? You're exactly right. They really need to look in at, at themselves on yeah. what the heck they're doing with their lives if they're getting our transcripts. I, I've looked at our ratings, big dogs. We are desperate for listeners. Uh, I'm not sure the FBI is the kind of listeners we want, but what the <laughs> no, heck? If it can jack up our ratings? Coach, they're there every day. They listen to every word you say. Yeah. It's not bad listenership. Really? Huh? Very loyal. I don't know if they like us, but at least they're loyal listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by the way, people will tell us, the ones that have gotten the transcripts, that... Uh, Big Dog, you sound much better verbally. When your verbiage, which is very, very good, when your verbiage goes to the written word, it just does not come out the same way. I, what, what can I tell you? Well, yeah, I don't pronounce my R's or yeah. my L's very well. Yeah, maybe it's a punctuation. I think it's your, your natural charisma that is carried over through your vocal cords that can't be seen or heard or felt over the written word. Oh, that, that's, very, that's very nice of you, Coach. I really appreciate it. Now, what did you want? Uh, something? I mean, you want a loan or something? Goodness, we're digging out the shovel today, huh? Well, let's There's see before. Enough to talk about the world in the world. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Wow. 
we mentioned that on Friday. Of course, the world problem is much, 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 much more significant than anything going on with bracketology. And, of course, uh, our fine friends in Japan, Big Dog, via the Internet, we have some listeners over there. We, again, send our uh, thoughts out on that terrible tragedy, which uh, continues to uh, gather over the weekend with the nuclear reactor. Oh, yeah, talk about, uh, like, uh, tenuous television watching, you know, one it's kind of funny that people watch a slow white Bronco on an expressway for hours. Yep. You know, they have, uh, they're putting, we call it, CNN has followed this nuclear plant story all weekend. I've been talking to people about it, and legitimately two-thirds of people are like, what, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is one of those stories that you can be glued to a television set watching, like, is this thing going to go? So. Yeah, well, the people that said, what, really, uh, need to get priorities straight, not to get on my high horse here, but, <laughs> no, no, I mean, you're come right. on. You're absolutely right, Coach. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can get lost in our little candy world of uh, sports and bracketology, our own little life, but there are bigger things. Part of our responsibility, I would think, as a human being on this fine planet Earth, big dog, is to uh, at least be up on the events and know what's going on around us. And uh, we're all in it together. we got to hold hands, sing Kumbaya. The universal flag, as you know, flies out my house uh, each and every day of the year. Yes, Coach. It's uh, I got to actually go and take a picture, but of course you won't let me yeah. go anywhere near your house. Well, my neighbor, uh, no, I don't know. You're more than welcome. The, the restraining order has long since gone by. My neighbors are. He didn't let me know. Huh? You, you never let me know that the restraining order is. You didn't get anymore. the memo. No. I, I faxed it to you. <laughs> okay. I well. faxed it to you. My neighbors, by the way, are convinced that my universal flag, convinced that it's actually the gay pride per, uh, flag, and they do look somewhat alike. <laughs> They do look somewhat alike, I have to admit. But, no, the universal flag, and you can check it out on the website, www.universalflag.com. The whole theory is that... Um, you com- haven't had a bunch of skinheads come to your house and, like, kick in your garage door or anything like that since you've had that not, thing up. Not recently, although I did have a couple of weird people come to the door yesterday, and they uh, dropped off flyers saying, pick Northern Colorado in the tournament. Very strange people. I would have to say so. I got to go to the Sweet 16. I'm probably related to those people. I, actually, I do too. Yes, David. No, I just Googled the universal flag, and you're right. I mean, if anybody, if somebody didn't know what yes. it was, they they would think it was a gay pride yeah. flag. Yeah, you know, that's all right. I'm not afraid. I'm a man no, that's who's a man secure in his, in his masculinity. Thank David. you. Seriously, a... that he can wave a flag that could be. <laughs> and by the way, Dave, <laughs> Coach makes it a point to go to the pride parade consistently. So yeah. I'd have to say, Coach, you're you're a very manly man to be able to do that. I'm living La Vida Loca, big big dog. Yes, because <laughs> I have to admit, I, I love the idea of the universal flag, but yes. if it resembled a gay pride flag, yep. not that I have anything, you do what you want to do, I have friends, all that other stuff, but I don't know, I don't know if I'd be comfortable hanging the flag out in the front. Of yeah, well, that's different between you and me. I got about 15, 20 years in you, maybe that's you know a little more comfort factor. You're still... You're developing. You're still developing your persona, big dog. At your very young age, my persona has been developed and uh, is clearly on the downslide. So, well, I, I am eventually yeah. going to have a flagpole at a, at a house. Really? So, and I, but so we'll see how, what flags go up. Okay. But I, I do want to put up the American flag and uh, the MIAPOW mm-hmm. flag. Well, even even if you don't have a flag, I highly suggest everybody putting a flagpole up. I think it's a sign of uh, unity. And as as somebody that's Polish, the pole yeah. would actually be the symbolic thing that was up there. The flags would yeah. be, would be just something flying from them. Now, would your flag be the male and the flagpole the female, or would your flag be the female and your flagpole the male? Just ask. 
I'm absolutely and utterly confused right now, to be quite honest with you, Coach. I did not do very well in anatomy. All right, very good. That's one of those questions that does not need to be asked. Let us move on. By the way, what better time to remind people that our phone lines are open. You can give us a call and uh, talk any of the topics that we discuss, or if you don't like what we're discussing, which is very likely, based on the first 10 minutes of today's show, you want us to change the subject, you can do that. (laughs) We count on you, the listener, to do that, because me and Joel get distracted very easy. 888-463-6748-888-463-6748. By the way, Big Doe, I was not aware and somewhat shocked. I mean, I sort of knew this, but I didn't know it. Japan is like the size of Montana, not population-wise, obviously, but but uh, acreage-wise. Uh, Coach, I swear to you, I had no idea that that was what what the what the actual thing was. But I actually compared Japan to the size of Montana to mm-hmm. somebody yesterday. I had no idea that that actually worked out like. I, when I thought about it, I was like, it's about the size of them. Somebody's like Florida. I'm like, no, it's bigger than Florida. It's more like Montana. Isn't that amazing, though? I mean, you think of the country of Japan and, you know, the technology and the power and the name. You just think of it as a bigger country. But land-wise, it's, it's just the, the size of... It's a mountain range, Coach. The whole the whole island's a mountain range. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding you. They have to, they have to uh, what do you call it, uh, do the terrace thing on mountains in order to, to, to grow food. I mean, that's why basically... Fifty percent of the things they put in their body are fish, is because they they have to eat fish because they don't have enough room to grow uh, food on the on the actual island. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's unbelievable how many how few like open areas there are in that country and how many people live there compared to how small it is. Mm-hmm. No question about it. We're going to get to March Madness talk in just a second, but the talk of the bubble hour just. Joel Redwanski, a little bit on the uh, terrible situation in Japan. The rescue efforts continue today, and the uh, the waters, I guess, have subsided, so now you can just see the complete damage that it has done. Big Dog, any insights on the nuclear situation and also how long the rescue efforts will take? Well, you know, radiation <laughs> has gotten out through steam, okay, and they're still not 100% certain that it hasn't gotten out through the ground. So even though like uh, there hasn't been like a meltdown or anything uh-huh. like that, they, there could have been radiation. Uh, and now that there's another reactor that they're that they're still worried about, and it seems like the uh, the second one might be the big trouble now because uh-huh. there's been so much focus on the other one. So, right, now, so they're not out of this. This is going to be like a month or two months. Mm-hmm. They're not going to actually. They're not going to come out here three days from now and say, "Oh, we're fine, everything's good." No, that that's right. almost impossible yep. right now for that to happen. Yeah, sad but true. Now now. Specifically, Big Dog, help me out here with at the sound of, at the risk of sounding somewhat ignorant, the threat of radiation. Different degrees of it, and exactly specifically, let's say you come in contact with someone who has been exposed to radiation. You know, we all hear about it, but specifically, what are some of the dangers? What could happen without getting too graphic? No, no remember, I'm not a scientist, and, and right now you're a bubbleologist. Like, yeah, but. Now, there was, uh, it all depends on how much is on the person. Okay. So, supposedly the sl- slight and minute amounts of radiation that are on the nine people that were working at the plant, mm-hmm. supposedly isn't enough to do anything to them. So I doubt them carrying it and is going to do it to somebody else. But if you get enough of that stuff, Coach, uh, you'll go blind, you'll go crazy, and uh, I mean, you'll starve to death, you won't be able to eat anything, you'll continue to vomit. It's like okay. that type of stuff is going to happen to you. So it, so it basically just kind of permeates the skin and just totally disrupts 
the inside of our uh, human biological system? Yeah, well, that's probably it, not a good explanation. But. What, the ra- what that type of radiation does is actually break cells in half. So everything okay. in contact with, okay. it kills, Coach. That's the specificity I'm talking about. So it actually hits at the cellular level. Yes, that's exactly what it does. It kills, it basically cuts your cells in half and kills them. Was what radiation does. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can cause you know, cancer down the road? Oh, without a doubt, it'll okay. cause cancer down the road. And that was like the issue with when they when uh, the United States dropped the, the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki yes. mm-hmm. uh, in, in 1945. It's, I mean, there were cases of... Uh, like radiation damage to people like years later because of that. I mean, that was, it, it was, it's a devastating weapon, Coach. You can imagine the, one of these nuclear power plants talking to that, a larger explosion than one of those bombs, Coach. Mm-hmm. The only okay. problem is it's in the ground. So if okay. it did melt down, it probably wouldn't do as much damage, but it would totally destroy yeah. the area around there for like, you know, a couple miles. For a guy who's not a scientist and who is a bubbleologist, that's a, a pretty solid explanation. That I was, that's what I was looking for. It's not. Well, well Coach, when you're unemployed, yes. sometimes just sitting around watching the History Channel can come into, right. you know, it can help you out when you're on a radio show every once in a while. Whatever it takes, big doll, whatever it takes. Nicely done. Again, our phone number here, 888 You can email us at mike2guysaol.com. Hope everybody out there had a great weekend. Of course, uh, the major, major story is out in Japan. And, uh, we might. Who knows, big doll? We might have a few listeners in the Japan area. That's no, one no, of the... we, we, we definitely do, okay. Coach. How, how do you know for sure? Vietnam was real big for us like about a year ago. Yes. Okay, well, I think we're getting more listeners in Japan and the Philippines lately. Okay, I was not aware of that. I know Vietnam was very, very big, and then I think it was the controversy over you and some of the baseball trades. You didn't like uh, a couple of the trades the Dodgers and the Mets did, and that turned off a lot of our listeners in Vietnam. And uh... Yeah, my friend, my friend, who can win? Yep. <laughs> um, and by the way, I... I uh, I did change the pronunciation for taste, Coach. You did. I purposely mispronounced that name. Yes. P H U C, and win. Okay. Who was the running back that you were when we were on live radio? Who was your football teammate running back that you never wanted to pronounce his name because you thought was it Richard Fukudome? No, 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 no. And and I'm going to say his name because it's a real name, people. Well, now we're so over the internet. Laugh and snicker at the poor man. It has to be. He was an African dude, and he wasn't a football teammate. He was a a fullback on the soccer team, coach. Ah, okay. He might have been a forward. I don't know. They don't have fullbacks anymore, but he he's a defenseman. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not. Well, I, I maybe I just called him a fullback because you said he was a running back. So maybe way back where I told you the story, I oh, yeah, remember Mo, Mo, Mofuka or something like that, right? Yes, Rich Mofuka. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You know, we would see him, and he loved us, Coach, because we were, I mean, so, like, we were, I mean, I watched everybody's games in in, in college. No mm-hmm. matter if you are the girls' softball team, yep. I was there for every pitch. I was just one of those guys. And I was loud and extremely yep. supportive of our teams. Well, like, I would go to the games, Rich Mofuka, what up? You know, I was just screaming, <laughs> and, like, like the like parents would come over to me. That's disgusting. You know, and I'd be like, what? That's his name. <laughs> so other, so like girls who are like really laid back and and casual, they would yell it out as the parent was screaming at me, and they're uh-huh. like, "Look what you started!" <laughs> and then they would learn later, like fourth game of the season, his name is Mofoka. Basically, that was his name, Coach. That was his name. <laughs> I've got my son and daughter of the game. Stop using that language. That's his name, lady. <laughs> That's his name, Richard Mofoka. Did we ever have him on the show? I think we did. 
Uh, no, we did not. But we've no. had other people from McMurray. Whenever you have somebody from McMurray that calls yes. in or whatever, you always ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, you still snicker about it. Uh, oh, I, go to, I, we, I went to every uh, every soccer game because of that, and I loved yeah. when he got the ball in the breakaway. Yeah. I just loved it. I remember <laughs> you talking when we uh, did a few shows based on uh, helping the singles out there, helping the meet and greet clientele of the city of Chicago and across the nation. And you had given some great advice where for the college kids out there, go to a women's sport that doesn't get a lot of following, i.e. A, a softball or a badminton and become one of their supporters, it's a great way to meet the young ladies. I thought that was outstanding advice. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's, that's a good thing to do, Coach. Yep. And i got to tell you, I want to spend more time with the Northwestern lacrosse team, whatever the field hockey team. It's a successful, well, two different things. Now, the lacrosse team is a longtime national champion. Yeah. Is that the team you're talking about, or is it? No, I'm thinking about the field hockey team. Okay, coach. any specific reason? I just like what they wear. That's, okay. that's some good stuff. Really? Yep. The field hockey outfits? They're kind of 1950-ish, aren't they? Maybe they're more upgraded now. No, I like the, I like to the look at them. They're more like early 1970s. Okay, you go for you know, the when everything was like the short little skirt thing. Okay, so you're going for the high school short skirt look. No, I'm going for the college girl short skirt look. You are a you coach. Come on, sick, sick individual, Mr. Radwanski. No question about it. And by the way, I've asked you to do a a, a uh, what do you call it a right for Major League Baseball reference. Write something like for me. Yes, I did already. I might need you on something else because speaking of Rich Mafuka, yes. okay, he's in the Mac Murray College Sports Hall of Fame. Ah. And a few of my friends are complaining that I'm not in coach. Oh, so there's a push. I, I think you might is need there, to push. Is there me. a Facebook page? I'll put Rod so Wonski. I'll have somebody else create it. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have somebody else right. been like complaining to me. Mm hmm. I'm gonna have I'm gonna that person better start a Facebook page I, or never bring it up to me again the rest of their okay. life. Okay, you know, I can't speak for your athletic exploits, but if they're looking for uh, uh, you know accomplishments, distinguished alumni, if you will, I can certainly speak to your post athletic career as a longtime uh, media guy on the radio here and on the internet. I still hold records there, coach. So they should put me in, mm -hmm. considering that it was 15 it's years ago. Exactly. Years. What record do you hold? Average yards per reception. She only caught two passes a year. <laughs> I know. That's the beautiful thing. <laughs> 29 catches in 30 games at tight end. So that's, you know, but still it was over 25 yards to catch. So somehow I'm still in there. And the so, coach. I don't know if that, that's not why. So, okay. yeah, whatever. 25 yards per catch, the coach wouldn't still wouldn't throw you the ball. That's unbelievable. Well, we ran it every single down, coach. Yeah, we ran the veer every single play of the game. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Never be a few. If you're a receiving tight end, don't join a running program. Let that be a lesson to all the young kids out there. I wasn't a receiving tight end. I was a blocking tight end. That's exactly what I was there for. But I'm just saying because this guy wants me to do it. He just wants to see the speech. Mm -hmm. So Okay. Uh, to, one of your favorite listeners, uh, I think it's Earl. That Earl that keeps, he wants to know. <laughs> our, Earl wants to know, uh, ask Joe if he's still a receiving tight end. I, I hate to admit, uh, I've had a. <laughs> I've had to actually change my game plan and, and go that route lately. It's, it's been rough. <laughs> All okay. right. Hey, ho, blue 42, red 17. Can we talk some brackets? <laughs> Big Dog and March Madness. I gave you a, a homework assignment when we uh, left the show on Friday to come back and uh, break down some of the brackets. They're out there for us. Um, six, I almost said 64 teams, 68 teams. You got the whole first four. Let's talk some college basketball and some brackets. Overall, just give me a quick panacea. Of the tournament selection and where the teams are, give me some overall thoughts, Big Dell, without getting specific. Yeah, my, my first overall thought is 
how the heck are there play-in games for 6-11 games and 5-12 games? It doesn't make sense, Coach. Can you, you – somebody needs – because I didn't get to watch the selection. I didn't get to watch any of that. I basically got home and watched ESPN as I just scrolled the bottom. You know what I mean? I, have, I didn't get to see the whole breakdown of the whole – and I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Why is there a why, why are there playing games for the five eleven? Should it be a playing game for the one sixteen? Yep, can't answer that. And I can tell you, my son watching it was was equally confused. He's like, "Wait, wait a minute, what? Why is there the, the yeah the two play-in games, the two extra games should be like the fifteen sixteen matchup?" But yeah, 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 it's like North Carolina or whatever team it is here. What do we got? Uh, who play? Yeah, Ohio State. Takes on you know the the eleven seed, which is the winner of blank and blank. Well, if they're the eleven seed, why is it a play-in game? Yeah, and I'm baffled can't, by can't it, answer. Coach. It doesn't make any sense. Can't answer that, puppy. They've got a name now officially for those games. They're the first four. I kind of like that. That's cool. Yeah, and it takes away that aspect of you know where the like the last eight, the first four, the first four games. I think that's kind of a despite the confusion with the seating. I like that terminology. I think it adds some interest to the games. Well, consider you know normally I've I've seen weird decisions made by uh, like selection committees or rule yep. makers before, and I and I I was able to figure out oh it's probably because this, I have no idea why they're doing that. I mean it does, I can't figure it out because I was I sat around for like an hour last night talking to people. We couldn't come up with one good reason. Okay, well maybe some of our listeners can eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. I want to ask David Olson, our media specialist here. One new thing this year in the college basketball tournament brought to you by CBS is that all the games are going to be televised on other stations. I think I got TBS, TNT, but what I need help with, Big David, is the uh, and the first four games are all being televised tomorrow on True TV. Who and or what is True TV? You don't watch True TV? No, I don't. No, True TV is they. It's basically reality programming. Yeah, but but. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Does it's, everybody have it? Um, I think it's an upper tier cable channel. I don't know if it comes with like the basic package, but the expanded basic, you'll have it. Do you have Comcast, Coach? I do. It's uh, I think it's like in the three hundred, okay, or maybe like two eighty. All right, because I was worried that I would not have it, but you sounds from you that. You have it. You okay. have it. You, you, yeah, if you've okay. got Comcast, you have it. All right, cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to find it for you right now, Coach. True and for TV. The other. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, 320. Okay. It is now, 320. Now, it's basically court TV. It's also murder television. <laughs> so basically, if there's like a really okay. cool serial killer out there, Coach, like uh-huh. somebody that you really want to pattern your, like, uh, like cleaning your closet over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like. That's what you got to watch. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. My uh, my brother's girlfriend watches that, and she can tell you every single murder that has occurred in the United States after watching this All channel. True stories. This is not like murder mysteries, but actual actual yeah. true murder. Okay, interesting. And they'll show courtroom stuff all day long too. Like legitimately, when you see crazy people going nuts in a courtroom, like a big fight breaks out. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, my baby in a jail. <laughs> oh, it's going to be on True TV. <laughs> So Judge Judy might be interrupted this week by, like, Gonzaga against St. John's. Yeah, but all uh. of a sudden it'll give, like, uh, women who eat Haagen-Dazs on the couch at 2 o'clock in the afternoon a reason to follow college basketball. Good point. 
Good point. They might fall in love with a Brigham Young and a Jimmer for that. Yes, you, you should tune in. They do have some inter- entertaining original programs. Okay. I like, never, uh, I can't tune in. I never knew the station existed. Yeah, Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura is one. I love that show. <laughs> love it. It is phenomenal. Uh, uh, my, my favorite, though, is Over the Limit. Which it, one's that one? That uh, is the one where it's uh, footage of cops pulling over people on DUIs. Oh. And it's yeah, it's it's hysterical. Now all the people once they're sobered up, they have to agree to this being put on TV. Yes, no, yes. no, not if it's from the cop footage, is it, no. Dave? Well, no, these are they. They've got actual camera crews. It goes it goes beyond. Okay. So yeah. the next question is why, assuming you've sobered up, why would you possibly agree to have that put on TV? You got to pay, pay those legal fees somehow. Oh, they get paid. I'm sure they There's do. The answer to the question. I'm sure they do. Thank you very much. Interesting. All right. So at least we'll be able to watch all the game. Now, another concern I have, Big Day, I always, it's frustrating sometimes not being able to see the game you want to see, but I always thought CBS, whoever runs the tournament, does such a great job of taking you to exciting finishes in the games you want to see. I almost feel a little uh, naked, undressed, if you will, knowing that I won't have one station that I can rely on. Now I have to jump around on my own. You know, come on, Coach. See, that's your problem. You, what? You don't have the ability to watch more than one game at a time. This is right up my alley. This is one of those nights where the fellas, they hand me the remote control, okay? And then there's somebody else that goes and gets a second set of batteries just in case that stuff stops in the middle of the game. <laughs> All right? I, I, I mean, look, if I, Mr. Nutrio, if I was at his home, that's the mm-hmm. first thing he would do is just hand me the remote control. Here you go, Joel. But, but wasn't, it, business. wasn't it comforting knowing that CBS would, you know, if a game was in, they, they always had good instincts, I think. do. What they should do is have CBS like the constant like red zone channel. Okay. You know what I mean? And that was flipped into different games. And then as it flipped, you can have like something in the corner. Oh, this game is on TBS. This okay. game, well, whatever games it yeah. on. And then, then if you want to watch the whole thing, okay. Like you know, like when Illinois is taking on Fairfield, and I want to watch Illinois blow Fairfield out, like a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. they start showing ends of games that I don't care about. You know, I mean. Obviously, Coach, you know I love the tournament and all that, but sometimes when your team is playing, you, you, don't, you don't really care that somebody is leading by five with a minute to go. Okay. You know? Okay. Speaking. Speaking of Illinois, Big Dog, and again, uh, you want to check in with your March Madness thoughts. By the way, i got three things that I would like to, uh, not just today, but over the next couple of days, hit our listeners with. Here's the three categories. A, which is your best first-round matchup? Which is the one game you think is going to be your must-watch and the best, most competitive game? Two, we did this last year, Big Dog Studs and Duds. Which teams, couple of teams you think are going to live up to their stud reputation and which couple of teams are going to be duds? Teams that are looking pretty good, flexing their muscle right now, but you think are going to be early drop studs and duds. And then number three, I'd like to hear from the listeners. Again, we'll do this today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, we'll call it the secret ingredient. When you make your picks, what have you found over the years to be that one little, maybe your listeners can help some of our other listeners, but that little... Maybe a little secret ingredient that some of us haven't thought of that they have found pretty true into making predictions. Could be anything from flipping a coin to maybe some statistical reference. So those three things, uh, best first-round matchup, your studs and duds, and your secret ingredient. But back to your University of Illinois, Big Doug, you brought them up. A, your thoughts on how in the hell did they get in the tournament, and B, the matchup with UNLV. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they deserve to be in the tournament. I don't That's, think so. I'm going to be honest with you, Coach, but... I've always told you this. You know, it kind of bothers me when you you talk about how, like, I, I can't think 
objectively about the Cubs or the Illini or the Bears. I, I really think I can't because I'll admit this script. Illinois, besides last year with Shaku when they didn't get in the tournament, they have always been seeded higher than they should have been and usually get in when a lot of times they don't. I don't know what it is, but Illinois somehow has greased this committee year in and year out. I mean, when there have been years that they should have been a two seed, they were one seed, years they should have been a three seed or like a five seed, they end up getting like a, a three seed. It's, I'll admit it, I have, no, I have no idea what it is. Illinois always gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to college basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, what do, you, what do you think of the matchup with, and I agree with you, by the way, I don't think Illinois deserved to be in. I think Colorado, Virginia Tech, Boston College, all in ahead of Illinois. But they are in. They're taking on their ex-coach, Lon Kruger, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, apparently a pretty quick team, very guard-oriented. Yes, and a lot of pressure. So maybe this style of play will have Illinois actually wake up when they're playing basketball. Michigan rolled them to sleep, Coach. Like a real slow tempo, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, oh, we're just cruising in this game. What was Michigan just got the lead and won? I mean, it, that's what it kind of felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly right. Pressure and intensity is going to play right into the hands of the University of Illinois. You're right. I think they're much more susceptible to teams that slow the game down, and it, it almost takes that uh, very latent and very evident mellow gene, if we could call it that, that Illinois has. A malaise, I'm going to call yes. it, Coach. Yes, and it, it, it brings out that malaise. But I, I think a pressing team, an aggressive team, will bring out Illinois' aggressiveness. I think that's a good analysis. Okay, I appreciate that, Coach. Absolutely. Now, they knock off you. Wanna... Give you. I don't know if I can give you as on or as accurate an analysis of other teams in the tournament because I, I didn't watch a lot of them this year, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do my best. All right, and then if they win that, I believe – they yeah. have to take on number one seed Kansas and another ex-coach, Mr. Bill Self. Yeah, we're going to assume Kansas moves on and won't be the first number one seed ever knocked out in the first round of the men's tournament. Never underestimate the Terriers of Boston. I will not, especially on on uh, hockey ice. Yes. On a basketball court, though, I, I haven't learned to fear them just yet, Coach. <laughs> but that would be that would be really nice. And uh, I told you before the tournament started, Kansas oh. was going to be knocked out in the second round. Remember, I said that to you. I did not realize that uh, the fighting Webbers were going to be taking them on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to go with this, too. I'm going to say, Illinois, actually, these seniors, these underachieving seniors, mm-hmm. all four of them, actually do something nice for the program, and, and Coach Weber go out in a little bit of style and makes this mm-hmm. Sweet 16. Coach. That could be interesting. And Illinois, first Illinois has to win. No easy task, but uh, – Illinois and Kansas on Sunday, Big Doe. That could be must-see TV, and I think you're right. Uh, certainly not a lock, but I think a decent chance for an upset this year uh, in that particular game, maybe the first number one seed to go down. Uh-huh. Uh, and and, and I, it's kind of funny. When I saw Illinois sitting there, I was like, that's why I predicted Kansas would lose, and all of a sudden they're match, they would be matched up with Illinois mm-hmm. if they can get by a very good running Rebels team. All right. There it is, little March Madness breakdown. We'll get to some more uh, bracketology. we got to bring up other uh, events that happen over the weekend, too, including, not going to forget, Big Dog, an update on the Iditarod, and we got to bring up NFL football as well. Invite your phone calls, and again, we want to know what your uh, must-see, best first-round matchup is, your studs and duds, and the secret ingredient, the one secret ingredient you uh, tend to use when making out your picks. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a Coach Turk talking March Madness. By the way, David Olson, we did choose for you in the uh, draw that we have, and we selected for you Akron. 
So good. If Akron wins the whole tournament, David, you will win $10. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. Big Dog and the Coach TalkZone.com. Two guys that a mic don't go anywhere. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. All right, big dog, March Madness, little bracketology uh, test, if you will, as we come back here. Beautiful Monday in the fine city of Chicago. Hope everybody out there had a great weekend, and we much, much appreciate your joining our uh, semi-dysfunctional sports talk show here. Big Dog, one of the uh, questions we asked before the break, best first-round matchup. You've analyzed them a little bit. Anything with your uh, – we could change here in the next couple of days, but early instincts. Early instincts, some really good first-round games that might be must-see TV for the fans that have true TV. You know, it's funny, Coach, because you're going to ask me, like, one of the secrets are some of them are I pick teams before they even get in the tournament and I see the matchups. Like, mm-hmm. I see some teams – I'm like, like I said, I think Kansas is a team that's going to get knocked out early. I feel that before they go into the tournament. And I felt before going into the tournament that Belmont was going to win a game or two. And they happened to be matched up against Wisconsin, which is like, why do I have to root against a Big Ten team? I don't want to do that. I see that as going to be a phenomenal 4-13 mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah. Legitimately, folks, Wisconsin's good. They play quality basketball. They're not going to blow anybody out, even if they're ahead big early. This is going to be one of those uh, – Great games to watch, and and the Belmont's got great guard play, coach, with a lot of athleticism. So they're a fun team to watch. So they can move the ball yeah. around and get up and down the court. I, I would agree with that. The only little addendum I would put is it seems like every year, every year the popular one of the popular teams to get upset early on is the Wisconsin Badgers. Don't <laughs> underestimate Bo Ryan and Cump. Everybody thinks they overachieved during the year. Yada yada yada. They're a hell of a basketball team. Extremely well coached with some quality players. Don't automatically assume they're going to be an early out. Yeah, that's why I was a little upset when I saw that. Because like I was saying, I, I thought about Belmont was going to be my team before the tournament. It started that saw match up against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, Belmont shouldn't have got a 13 seed. They should have got like a 12 or 11 coach. Mm-hmm. They, they, they should have yeah. sit here and complain about it, but they yeah. had a really – they won 30 games. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, they won 30 games to get a freaking 13 seed. Mm-hmm. They're going up against uh, Wisconsin. It's not a secret ingredient, but Wisconsin does have, I think it's a pretty well-known ingredient. But over recent years, Big Doug, I think it's proven maybe to be the number one thing, and that is senior experienced guard play leading the attack in Jordan Taylor. I think that if if you could judge the last three, four, five years of the NCAA tournament, maybe beyond, I think. uh, A little longer than that. You don't have to. uh, Senior, you know, you threw that in there. But if you just said – Extremely like 
aggressive and responsible with the ball guard play. Yes. I mean, because there's been a couple of freshmen, you know, that have actually got it done, you know, with great teams around them. But, yeah, guard play is so important, Coach. It's so important in this tournament because games, games come down to the last couple possessions. And if and if you just dribble the ball off your foot out of bounds, mm-hmm. uh, it might be getting a little childish and maybe a too, like not like a literal example, but you can't do that in these games. You have to take advantage in a 40-minute game and a 35-second shot clock there's not a lot of possessions. There's probably like two thirds the amount of possessions that there are in an NBA game. So you can't throw possessions away in college basketball, especially when your uh, you know margin of error is only a couple points throughout a game. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got Belmont, Wisconsin as a uh, maybe a must see first round game. That, Any that other? That is a must see. That is, I, that, I guarantee okay. it's a must see game. It's a good so. call. It's a good call. Any other uh, first round matchups of uh, particular interest? Well, there's a bunch over there. I mean, it's the, it's the NCAA tournament, Coach. So uh, I think every single two through uh, 15, now the one in 16, I don't think there's going to be any great games in there, but there's possibilities of great games up and down uh, mm-hmm. the aisle, Coach. So Here, Here's some of the ones I got circled for first-round matchups. Vanderbilt and Richmond. Vanderbilt, by the way, really good. I know Florida knocked him off. It took a yeoman's effort from Florida, but Vanderbilt's pretty good. Richmond's Vander- pretty good. Vanderbilt's Kevin O'Neill, right, Coach? Uh, Kevin Stallings. Kevin Stallings, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Kid out of Kevin O'Neill's at Arizona. Kevin O'Neill's at USC now. Oh, wow. USC. He got suspended for like four or five games. I think for... Uh, language, you had to be. No, well, <laughs> if he was suspended for language, his coaching career would have been over a long, long time ago. That guy's. <laughs> Filthy mouth. Not a particularly oh likable individual. Apparently he can coach, but uh, personality-wise, he's one of the more unlikable guys we've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, he got suspended. I think maybe for getting in a fight off campus. Off camp. But he's a very grown volatile man, coach. A 50-year-old grown man got into a physical fight. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. He's 50 years old. I don't know if he's a grown man. Sean Miller is the coach at Arizona. But Vanderbilt, Richmond. Right. I like Butler and Old Dominion. I think that... That could be like double oh, overtime, triple don't overtime. Don't you think it's kind of where they put those two teams against each other? Why is that? I, I don't know. Sometimes it's like uh, the, the, they're trying to make sure that neither one of those teams goes not more, not more than one of them goes on a run by matching them up in the mm-hmm. first round. I, it's kind of like when uh, Boise State played TCU two years ago in the bowl game instead of putting Boise State against a top mm-hmm. uh, tier conference and. TCU against a top-tier conference. So we could have seen, hey, this is the difference, people. It's not that much. Instead, oh, they played each other. And everyone kind of laughed it off like, oh, boy, just they beat TCU. That, mm-hmm. that was uh, the small team's little bowl game. Yeah, that's kind of how it is here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's make sure that Virginia Commonwealth and Old Dominion don't make mm-hmm. a run in the tournament. So let's have one of them eliminated in the first round. That's a good call. I, I did not think of that, but that's not a bad uh, analogy. And uh, I don't know if that's their intention, but it, but oh, it might I, come out that way. Two teams that could... Could be uh, two of your better Cinderellas matched up in the first round. Now, I guess maybe I'm just bitter because I I firmly believe in football that that particular matchup, that was the reason they did it. So maybe I'm still like a little upset about that, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're doing that in the basketball selection, Coach. But okay. I, I, I'm not the one trying to set up 67 games. So that, it's a little more difficult when you're in the room, I'll have to admit. Uh, another first-round game I like, Kansas State against Utah State. Now, I've never seen Utah State play, but watching and listening to the experts yesterday, apparently Utah State, better than I thought, very aggressive, very tough team, and the reason I think this will be a good matchup is that's the same style Kansas State plays. 
mm-hmm. very uh, tough and very physical. Of course, Kansas State is the great point guard, Jacob Pullen. I don't know if Utah State is anyone that can match up that, but I think that could be a war on the boards, Big Dog, and maybe worth a watch. Yeah, that uh, they're like in the Wisconsin realm, those teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Of... Uh, like grind it out, make sure you get a quality look on the offensive end. No reason to rush on the offensive end, but and it's like and be so good on defense that you can get away with not being great on offense. Mm-hmm. That's the philosophy of those teams. Uh, Utah State on the what do you call it, uh, Mountain West Conference on the uh, coach. I love the CB the CBS stuff, the CBS uh, College Sports Channel. Yep. So I've actually seen more Western basketball this year than any other time because I get home okay. at midnight and I watch them in the okay. second half. So the, the Aggies are a tough team, Coach. Okay. Watch out for them. All right. So the experts were not just uh, blowing smoke yesterday. Utah so State Kansas can do State some got damage. A tough matchup. Okay. They got a really tough matchup. You know that cracks up. Sometimes teams get a lower seed than they should. So typically, they sometimes they they end up playing against a team that maybe got too high of a seed. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it kind of evens it out. And then okay. other teams get too low of a seed, and then they play the the best possible team. They go like, Kansas State should not have to play Utah State in the first round. I think they've had a lot better season than that. All of a sudden, same with Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a pretty strong season. Now they're going to get knocked out in the first yeah. round by a really good Belmont team. Yeah, if Kansas State didn't lose three times, three times to Colorado, they might have a better uh, argument for that particular thing. How about Xavier and Marquette, Big Dog? I like that first-round matchup. A couple of Midwest uh Quality majors, everyone, everyone knows about Xavier in the tournament, and I bet 80% of the people will be picking Xavier. Marquette flew under the radar this year, but uh, Boo Williams has had some success in the tournament. I think this will be an outstanding first-round game. Yeah, the Buzz Williams, coach. What did I say, Boo? Yeah. Well, Don't try to scare me. Buzz. Well, Xavier has made the Sweet 16 the last three seasons in a row. Yep. They can play. So uh, that's a... That's a really good, really good first-round matchup, Coach. And I'm going to have to agree with you. That's another one of a must-watch game. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're from Wisconsin, chilling in Milwaukee, you might just want to not go into work, especially if it's on the same day. Just don't even just call in sick now. Yep. Get a lot of work done on Wednesday because yep. those are two basketball games that are going to be nail biters and great games to watch probably to the end. I already feel a uh, a lump in my throat, a little soreness in the throat. Heading upward, Big Dog, and it should hit Thursday around 11 o'clock. So I may uh, post show here. I may not be able to make it to a job number three of, of five. I, I'm with you on that one. There's yeah. no reason for you to go in, Coach. No, I would uh-huh. think not. Not when you got Missouri playing. Uh, who is Missouri playing? Oh, Cincinnati. That's another That's good first round matchup game. for Missouri too. You know, Missouri had a, a decent season for them to be playing. I mean, I thought that Missouri got too low of a seed, personally, Coach. But, they, you know, they're not supposed to take into consideration how you ended the season anymore, but they mm-hmm. still do, obviously, if you look at how some of the uh, yeah. some of the seedings went down. Well, Penn State got a 10 and Missouri an 11. And, folks, I'm going to tell you straight up, right now, Illinois played both teams this year. Mm-hmm. I got a good look at both teams. Missouri's better than Penn State. Penn State's they coming. They a better now. season than Penn State, too. That may be a, a, the second statement. They did overall had a better season, but Penn State is coming. The, uh, I, 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 yeah, they're not just breathing heavy, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, other guard, they got Taylor Battle, the superstar, of course. This Frazier kid is getting better and better. Jeff Brooks is healthy. Now, Penn State, uh, that was a big win when they knocked off Michigan State round two. That was awesome. Though. Legitimately, that may have been the biggest win in Penn State. No, no, I would have to say when they beat North Carolina mm-hmm. in the tournament back in 1999, so that was the biggest non, 
NCAA tournament win in the history of the school was Penn State beat Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that doesn't say really much for their, their basketball program, but I think it's true. Got a uh, secret ingredient out there, Big Dog. You've been picking these games over the years. Some things work, some things don't work. Is there any little tidbit of information? Now, don't give all your secrets away because I don't want you to, uh, you know, divulge some of your money-making successful formulas for free over Internet Sports Talk Radio. But any little... Uh... I've only won one time. Have I ever won? And I swear to you, Coach, I have finished in second on these tournament brackets probably 15 times in my life. I've only won it one time, and I've been doing this since 1985. Okay, I've been like 13 years old, paying the 10 bucks to get into my mom's uh, like uh, pool at work. So I, I don't know if I'm the one. If you want to come like close and not win, that I'm the guy that you want to want to talk to. But mm-hmm. here's how I do it, Coach. Okay, is I pick the Sweet 16 first. I don't pick every single game, but what I do is I go through the Sweet 16, and I'll I'll say stuff like, oh, this team is definitely getting there, mm-hmm. okay? So maybe they were a three seed, okay, that I feel like is really getting to the Sweet 16. Then the four seed, I would have getting upset by the 13 seed in the first round. Do you understand what I'm saying, Coach? No. I don't pick any upsets of teams in the first round, even if I think it might be likely. If I also think that that team would beat the other team in the in the second round to get to the Sweet 16, I hope I didn't lose you there because it's kind of hard to describe what I'm saying without the graph. But I pick my upsets based on the weaker team of the top seeded teams in the pot. Okay, so in other words, your upsets come in the second round? No, 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 no. I base my first-round upsets by the likelihood of the two top teams in each pod getting to the Sweet 16. So the one that – that's why – people are like, why do you pick so many upsets in the first round? Basically, I pick the Sweet 16 first, and the other top seed that I don't have going into the Sweet 16 gets knocked out in the first round. Mm -hmm. So so I'm I'm trying to look at a bracket for you and tell you. (laughs) So Okay, so – Oh, I get it. Okay, so – Okay, so like, now so it's connecting. Like so whichever team is there, the other favored team might be right for an upset. Yeah, so just say like in the first round, the four and the five are playing in the same pot. Okay. Did you see what I'm getting at, Coach? Yeah. Okay, so if I really just say, well, who's a four and five in the same pot in this tournament? Let, 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 give me one second, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to say Louisville and Vanderbilt, okay? Okay. That, 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 those are, that's a perfect example. Okay, okay Louisville and Vanderbilt. Are, are in the same. Louisville, Vanderbilt's playing Richmond. Uh, Louisville's playing Moorhead State. I think Louisville's going to deal with Moorhead State. And just like you're saying, I'll say Richmond beats Vanderbilt. So I have Louisville automatically going to the Sweet 16. So I, I don't, I'm not risking too much. And I'm also saying that Richmond's going to beat Vanderbilt because out of the, out of the four teams, mm-hmm. the weaker of the top seeded team okay. in terms of their first round game is Vanderbilt. So that's why I have Richmond winning. Okay. So like down below, I think uh, in, in the particular quadrant, I think St. John's is going to advance. And then uh, under your theory, I would then say, well, okay, I'm going to predict the upset of Wolfram over Brigham Young. That is exactly right. Okay. That is exactly right, Coach. That's how I do it. Tremendous theory. We don't know if it's successful, folks, but it is a it, tremendous it, it, theory. Because the whole thing is I don't lose the teams I really think are strong going on. Mm-hmm. And if it does happen to be like a crazy year of whacked out upsets, I have a lot more upsets in the first round. So, right. is it, is, so 
I've done about 25 to 27 of these in my life. I've only won it one time. Mm -hmm. But usually I'm in pools that have like 25 to 100 people in them. So that's, and I finished in second place a lot. All right. Crazy so Ken. I, I must do it all right, I guess. Crazy Ken from Calumet City emailing in, and he said, but ask Joel, doesn't that mean he has no Cinderella's then in the Sweet 16? Again, that coming from Crazy Cal from Cal, uh, Crazy Kent from Calumet City. Excellent point. Uh, I appreciate that. And I don't always pick the two favorite teams to get to the Sweet 16. Okay. Okay. I, a lot of times, if I love a butler, or if I love, like, Wisconsin Green Bay, I had, you know, I will take that team and write them okay. a couple more times along the line. Crazy I'm Ken also. Afraid, I'm not afraid to take a, a mid-level team and have them into that Sweet yeah. 16. Well, that's because no you're problem. a wild, you're a wild and crazy guy. You're not afraid to uh, put yourself out there. I'll do it, Coach. I'll Thank do it. Thank you very much. Crazy it. Ken, by the way, also wants to know uh, he'll be watching Purdue and St. Peter's play Friday at 620. He wants to know if you want to come over and watch with them. Uh, that's, I'll be more. I'll be happy <laughs> to, Coach. Uh, I have to go pick up a chastity belt first. <laughs> Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. The phone number talking bracketology. March Madness here with the big dog, Joe Radwanski. A couple other stories out there, big dog, in the uh, world of sports. First of all, the sport you so dearly love, uh, National Football League. As you are well aware, the players uh, basically, what, they voted to decertify. So there basically is no union now, and the uh, it appears to be no no uh, agreement coming anytime soon, and the threat of an extended strike continues. Your thoughts on the decertification of the players' union? I could give a rat's ass. Stop That's beating around the bush. Coach, I don't, I don't care, Coach. Coach. I really don't care. Go be football. Let those millionaires and billionaires figure it out themselves. I wish I could run into other human beings at full speed and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the owners have planned for this lockout, and a lot of players are overpaid. So okay. I, I could care less. All that I really, if you're going to ask me, what do I want out of this? I want the players to get benefits. That's all I want. I could care less how it's paid for. When the dust settles, let me know about it. I'm going to call, I'm going to college basketball and baseball are just around the corner. What else do I want in life? I don't need that. And I'm, if I'm really going to spend any other time of my, that is not, doesn't have to do with college basketball and baseball right now, mm -hmm. I'll worry about the people in Japan and my family. How Fair about enough. It? Fair enough. Very well put. Not friends with benefits, but players with benefits. Very yeah, well done. Thought, yeah. All yeah. Right. So, what about, uh, real quick, we do have on a related topic, indoor arena football opens up today. Big deal. The Chicago Rush, uh, who've had a couple championships in their back pocket, take on the Milwaukee Mustang. Brand new coach for the Chicago Rush, Bob McMillan. So good luck to the Rush this year. Bob McMillan with the Tasty Cream Felon. That's what they call him, Coach. Yeah, well, he's a Hall That's of Famer. Man. He's an indoor arena Hall of Famer, as you yeah. well know. Uh, yeah. the Iditarod Big Dog. The Alaskan Sled Dog Race. While you were uh, drinking and partying away the weekend, and you know, feet up on the couch, watching basketball, being a lazy ass, while you were doing that, 37 competitors are still, and the dogs, let us not forget the dogs because they're competitors too, trucking through the most difficult part of the Iditarod. They're cold, they're tired, they're hungry, they're thirsty, and your leader right now is the veteran, uh, they call him Veteran Musher, John Baker, he's got a three-hour lead, Big Dog, almost unbeatable. Yeah, uh, three hours, though, a three-hour lead Yep. at this point, that's, that's like ten minutes, okay? All you got to do is just don't sleep for a night. You'll pass him right up. Mm -hmm. Okay, the dogs might be a little upset about it, but, you know. <laughs> if you cared about the dogs, you wouldn't have them drag you uh, right. 1,200 miles. So if John Baker is listening to our show, don't get comfortable with the lead. It's still 
things are still to be decided. Yes. Thank That's a good you. Good way to put it. I did around. Somewhere Ex- Jack London is smiling. Okay. I did around. Expert Joe Radwanski. Thank you very much. Uh, very quickly in the NBA, Kevin Love's 52 game double double streak came to an end. Big dog. It, it had to at some point. Yeah, trade him. <laughs> I need to get rid of him. How about Celtics? Celtics knocking off the Bucks yesterday, 87 to 56. An NBA team scored 56 points in a game. Unbelievable. Who did? Who did they? Who was it? Celtics 87, Milwaukee. The fighting Scott Skiles, 56. Oh, my. You know, Coach, losing by 31 points is really bad when you lose 131 to 100. Mm-hmm. When basically you only score about 35% of the points scored in a game, I'm, that is horrible. That's about as bad of a score as I've ever heard in the NBA, 87 to 56. That's ugly, Coach. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, do you understand the difference I'm talking about, like, in terms of like a thirty-one point blowout when the only, the other team only scores eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You score fifty-six points. That's it's got to be close. I don't think it's a record, but it's darn close to it. Well, do you, you know what the record is, Coach? It's since the shot clock era started. It's the best and greatest blowout in the history of the Chicago Bulls. Oh. Um, do you remember? Uh, it was the United Center game three in the 1998 finals against the Jazz. The Jazz had just won a game. Uh, Jazz had their best team ever. It was now 1-1 in the series coming back to Chicago, and Carl Malone was talking in the third person saying, Carl going to have a big series in Chicago. And then the first game, uh, the Bulls won 96-54. to Do you remember that game, game three? I actually don't. Oh, oh, one of the greatest games in the history of the Chicago Bulls. Utah was talking all kinds of smack. We're going to take two in Chicago, come back to Utah and win it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let's just say mm-hmm. game number three, Eddie Vedder sang the national anthem. It was phenomenal. Right. Okay. And, uh, legitimately two minutes into the game, you're like, the, the Jazz have lost. Wow. Not <laughs> a regular awesome. season game, but a playoff game. 54. The points. NBA Finals. Uh, Big Dog, we got to wrap it up. We'll talk more bracketology tomorrow and, uh, come up with some more picks. We'll hear some more secret ingredients from Joel Radwanski. Big Dog, great job today. We expect more of the same right through the week. It's a big week for it. I don't want to put pressure on you, but uh, great expectations, my friend. Yeah, it's a huge week in Major League Baseball. Best be calling within the next seven minutes, Coach. Oh, okay. Well, I we'll w- wish you the best of luck. Yeah, have, thanks, buddy. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Producer extraordinaire David Olson, TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.